Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com, episode 171. We're going to talk about 205 Live. We're going to talk about NXT. We got some questions from Facebook and also from Twitter. We've got some news, and we watched a classic ECW match. But before we get to all that, my name is John. And joining me this week, as she does every week, is the too cold Scorpio to my Sandman, Marianne. Do you remember when we talked about, or when I was thinking about doing a vlog, like maybe with you, and how we were going to have the entrance be like the too cold Scorpio video? Yes, the greatest video of all time. With all the squares. (laughs) Such a great... If I gave that away to anyone and you steal that fucking idea, I'm going to be really pissed. (laughs) Man, watch out, everybody. Uh, Marion, um, how's it going? What's going on? Um, it's going good. I lost my hair tie, and now I'm sad. Um, I got to go home early from work today oh, because, I did yeah, uh, the power went out. Oh, geez. And yeah, just the whole building and the building. I guess, I guess, like half of the town, the power was out. Like the whole southeast, like the whole south part of Morgan Hill was out of power. Oh, wow. And we uh, we had to look, or my manager looked it up on her iPad, and she was like, yeah, they're not supposed to have it back on, and they don't even know it's wrong, but they gave, like, the estimation of the the fix time to be 3.15, and we closed at 4. Oh. And the power went out at, like, 12.30. And so she had to, like, call the tech guys and be like, can you send out a mass email to all the the board members and whatever, and then make sure the server's not fucked? And yeah. then she was just like, everybody go home. And I was like, well, this is great because my brother was getting picked up at the airport and I got to be home for when the dog got to see him and he hasn't seen my brother in like more than a month. Both of my brothers came home. I thought the dog was going to have a heart attack. Is the dog okay? Oh, the dog is fine. He's he's taken up some really interesting habits. Oh. Like while my brothers have been gone, he's been like really clingy. And then but then again, we are doing our floors in our house and the floor is like his safe zone because that's all he that's like his place and we've been redoing the floors and so he's taken into hiding under people's beds oh interesting to do that but he hides under people's beds and he has room to turn around and come back out but he chooses to back out underneath the bed and so he comes out looking like he got dragged through a bush backwards (laughs) and he's already gross looking anyway but yeah i got to go home early today and it was nice what have you been up to me too um i have been it's been a it's been a busy, uh, busy, busy week. I saw you on the Wow Presents story. Yes, I was on the Wow Presents story celebrating some birthdays a while, a little while ago. I guess it wasn't that long ago. Um, Excellent. Yeah, well, uh, James St. James is just a, a sweetheart. Yeah, I see him all the time. Oh, he's so darling. I met him when I was dressed as Boy George. He's very nice. He's so nice. He's so he's like a little angel man, and I just want to hug him. And he's just adorable. Yeah, he's great. He's he's always walking around the office, being super cool, being super nice. Yeah. Do you remember when Ernesto was on that one show that James St. James did with the Cheeto? With the Cheeto? Yeah. 
I remember that. It was that. so good. It was the most Ernesto answer, like, ever. Have you met John Polly? I don't think so. I don't know. John Polly's great. Oh, look at that. No, my Marianne, I have no viruses on my computer. That is just the best news <laughs> I have heard that's all what the, day. That's what that little noise was. The best news, other than the fact that I found out that there was one more beer left in the fridge. Yeah, a beer which you were uh, enjoy. I saw you enjoying for about fifteen seconds. I hate you. <laughs> I we were. I'll just tell everyone we were having some connection problems, and uh, I Marianne left her webcam on. I knew I did it on purpose. I always. Do. Well, yeah, you always do to begin with, and. I was like, hello, and she wasn't saying anything, but she was taking selfies. <laughs> um, so I just took pictures of her uh, taking pictures of herself, and then I sent her all of them. Yeah. So it's pretty there bad. Go. There you go. Um, what? You'll get to see said selfie that I took oh. probably at some point soon. Well, there you go. Um, so I guess before we get into regular wrestles, uh, I have some news. Uh, I will be returning to all three days of the Battle of Los Angeles this year. I somehow lucked out and managed you to get. <laughs> I managed to get GA tickets for every day, and it was very, you know, as the website does, it crashes and I freak out, but I just keep refreshing till it pops up. And uh, they actually added another tier of tickets. Because the, they have more seats now. Not the eye of tier, but another tier. Oh, what they, a reference. Nailed it. So they ha- usually have standing room, GA, and then front row. Well, they added another one, like when you refresh the page, I think balcony mezzanine came up or something like that. Mm-hmm. They and, did send out a tweet saying that any regulars that didn't land tickets, email them. I was tempted, but then I was like, no, I can't. Like, I cannot be spending money. Yeah. I mean, this was a, it was a lot of money, but it's it's going to be worth it. I'm pretty excited. And then the next morning, uh, I also got New Japan tickets for the Volta Pyramid in L- Long Beach. So I will be going to <laughs> Volta and the Volta Pyramid. It's the only reason to call. Oh my god, I'm going to see Walter. Wow. You have you not seen Walter wrestle before? No, I haven't. He is just a a sweet looking. He looks like a giant German schoolboy. I'm very excited. I'm gonna make sure. He's I'm gonna make sure my uh, ring comp shirt is ready to go. Uh, um, I was wearing my ring comp shorts earlier. I, I fucking love that shirt. It is. Uh, thank you, by the way. It was just. You're welcome. Very, very good quality. Uh, I'm, and I'm just, just gonna great. skip to later when there was somebody in the front row at NXT wearing a ring comp shirt. Ah, yes, yes, there was. So yeah, I got a bunch of tickets. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a show in the middle. September is going to be a wrestle heavy month for me. So uh, someone say a prayer, I guess. I don't know. You don't have to. It's fine. save it till the morning after. No, don't. Sorry, Duran Duran. <laughs> let's um, um. Let's let's talk about man. Let's talk about. Go ahead. Two hundred five live. You said it was pretty easy to get through and i would say yeah it's pretty easy to get through because we don't watch tony nice matches and i had to fast forward through this match forever which translates to this match was too long oh man uh so yeah don't 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 watch tony nice matches we know this we know we know that we don't watch tony nice matches or anthony nice as he was it doesn't even called. fucking matter doesn't matter uh i think he won i don't know no i think uh i think 
Kalisto one, and then Buddy Murphy came out, and he was more like Bully Murphy. Am I right? Get it? No. Okay, Am cool. I right, Ty, or am I wrong, Ty? <laughs> And then yeah. Lince Dorado came out for the save, and that was, I think, that, was think that it? Tony Nice would be any more interesting if he added, like, an accent to, like, the end of his name, so it's, like, Nice. Tony Nice. <laughs> and he, like, cut his hair short and dyed it blonde and wore... <laughs> And wore a beret. <laughs> yes, there. I just, I just Vince Russoed his character, <laughs> and it's already better. I just need him to be. Redi- yeah, he needs. To I be need him. To, I need him to wear that same stupid vest where the abs are cut out, but in horizontal black and white stripes, like a mime. Oh my god! <laughs> he should be a mime. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> That would be so funny. Time. Oh my god, like he randomly gets trapped in a box. <laughs> but he's a villain, so like he just tricks his opponent and then just punches him. Box, we'd still have to look at him. Oh my god. I he needs to be a mime like yesterday. I would be I'd be the biggest Tony Nisei fan ever. That would be amazing. Oh my god. I'm afraid that most of this podcast is just going to be me shrieking with laughter into the microphone. That's fine. I I was going to say at the top of the the program, I have been white hot on podcasts this week. I've ha- I've had a pretty good run, so we got to finish out the week good here and I think we're going to we're going to be all right. Good. So, uh, I watched the contract signing because we skipped the first match. Now, normally I wouldn't Watch a contract signing because they are dumb and terrible. But, but. We, but we got a fantastic line from from one Drew Gulak. I, I I feel like we should just give contract signings a chance on two hundred five live just for Drake Maverick. I'll, I'm fine with that. Okay. I am fine with that. But he he uh, Drew Gulak called Cedric Alexander the Brock Lesnar of two hundred five live, and I laughed very very hard about that. Drew Gulak is a treasure. He's the best. I hope he is our new cruiserweight champion because I think that would be great. I remind me to tweet that gif I made of him on the Gentleman's Club where Chuck Taylor just shouts, nobody likes you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> and it's him and he's like, I'm not on the shirt. And Dustin's like, nobody likes you, Drew. <laughs> oh, man. Boo. Uh, let's see. We had uh, Leo Rush who... Just continuously is my favorite part of 205. Well, my second favorite part of 205 Live. And uh, he was against, as I like to call him, some local guy. Wearing what I assume to be Quidditch gear. Yeah, it looked like it. it you looked think like so, he, too? Yeah, it looked like he would he would uh, go to Hogwarts, honestly. Yeah, I can't remember what color scheme he was wearing. It's probably Gryffindork. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, we Slytherins do not approve. We do not. Uh, but we do approve of Leo Rush... Mopping the floor with some local guy, and then Akira Tozawa coming out, and he puts his mouthpiece in because he wants to fight, but there is no fight to be had. But still, safety first. Yes, but safety first, indeed. I'm not going to mention Tim Donst except for this moment right now. (laughs) You just made the list! (laughs) Pause. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, what what is he up to? I don't know, dude. Oh, he wrestled uh, Joey Janela and did some really dangerous shit. And I was like, stop trying to kill yourself. You can't get out of marrying me. Like, so stop trying. (sighs) 
whatever. So main event time, we had Cedric Alexander taking on the Brian Kendrick. Gulak comes out to watch during this match. Uh, there was some pretty cool stuff. I called it a scoop slam driver by Cedric Alexander just because I didn't feel like spelling out Michinoku driver. Fair enough. Um, less syllables. I just to knew what me. I would. I knew what I was gonna. I knew what I would have meant by writing that. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. The Brian Kendrick is the most visually noisy person on the roster. Like his gear, I mean, and all caps article in front of his name, like won't let you forget who he is. Good. We should never forget. Remember when we saw him wrestle before he uh, yes. was full time? Full time. Same yeah, with Cedric. He got, a, he got a thumb up his butt by I can't remember what wrestler. Actually, I, I have a picture of it, so I could probably tell you. I think it was Pete Dunn. Oh, might have been. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I feel like Pete Dunn was the last one, and he was Pete like reluctantly to going to do it. Oh, that was good shit. That was good um, shit. I'm trying to remember the order in which that was done. Actually, no, it was it was one. Do you have the button ready? Yes. It was one Chuck Taylor. You just made the list. And then Pete Dunn had to go for Chuck Taylor. Yeah. I couldn't remember the order they did it. The only picture I have is Jeff Cobb, the Brian Kendrick, Chuck Taylor, and then Pete Dunn. But I was ch- hoping that it was in because this was the same match that. Um, Tommy N slash Alistair Black was in with Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. And I was wondering who, if they were in that order, because that would be quite funny for the feud that's going on right now. Oh, yes, it would. But uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Uh, Were they chanting, this is boring? I didn't hear them chanting that. I could have sworn they were chanting, this is boring. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? It kind of is. And I feel like I say that a lot with Cedric Alexander matches until he does a lumbar check. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's, it's he's boring or if they've rode this train a little too long. I feel like I've never really been all that into him. I, I really like Cedric Alexander, but I can see, uh, cause I, I think even I'm like, all right, I'm kind of, I think it's time there's, for a change here. There's like nothing really there. For him, like he's a good he's a good speaker, but he's too normal. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. he's boring, but not like he's not, not just like a guy. A Tony he's not Tony Nese. He's like Tony Nese is beneath boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my he, god, Tony Nese is like beneath forgettable. Um, he's just too normal. There's like nothing special about him that really stands out. Like. I don't know how to I don't know how to say that, but I, I'm pretty sure they're chanting "This is boring." But, I mean, um, maybe. Did you notice the part where Percy was trying to question Drew on his Brock Lesnar comparison, and he kept trying to do it, I like four fucking times. Yes. And Big Joseph was like, "Nope," and talked over him every single yeah. time, and I was like, "Uh, I forgot Vic Joseph is the perfect combination between Tom and Corey." <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, there was a, an interesting thing that I have not seen brian kendrick do before but i assume he's done it before it was when he crawled under the ring to bait cedric outside the ring and then he grabbed his arm and pulled him into the side of the ring i thought that was very clever and a very cool move yeah it was pretty cool it kind of reminded me of a classic pwg move yeah i could i i'm pretty sure i've seen that once or twice there but i i really liked it here i think that's a very i don't know i just really liked it and i i missed the captain's hook as well yeah, I, I think my favorite part was just Drew Gulak going, tap out, you punk! Yes, like, <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. 
Uh, that fun. lumbar check, though, was fantastic. He fucking bounced. <laughs> he did. It was good shit. Uh, he sold that. He sold that like Seth Rollins style. Yes. And uh, so Cedric wins. Uh, then uh, when Jack Gallagher's attack, <laughs> he used to have the most loud ring gear. Now he does he, not. He looked like a circus tent. But yes. my favorite thing was just Drew Gulak saying, calling him Jackie Boy. The pipes are calling. And I <laughs> cried. I love this little faction of the three of them. I think it's because great. They're all so, they're so mismatched and weird. It literally is the gentleman's club all over again. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I believe that Drew Gulak would be more of the Chuck Taylor character. Yeah. I love uh, Drake Maverick coming out to stop everything, and he's mad. He's mad and he's tan as hell. Yes, he is. So he can't tell if he's red in the face because he's so tan. Yeah, he's also very little. Yes. Yes, he is. I looked at him and I was like, man, he looks like a little dad trying to get in a fight with other dads at the softball game. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely him. So NXT. Let's talk about NXT. I thought NXT was... uh... It's pretty interesting. It, it was, um, but like I, I think I finally figured out what it is about NXT that bothers me, and I think it's the atmosphere in that place. It's so fucking dark. Ah, like what are you guys trying to hide? Literally, the color scheme is black and yellow, which I understand, but it's so dark in there. So this is a if we if we were to go back and watch old. It's claustrophobic in there. It's if we were go- to go back and watch like old wrestling, which I mean we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, that that was a way to make it look bigger on TV. If you it didn't... doesn't though. I think it does. It gives more uh, atmosphere to the ring. Like you're paying attention to the ring and not the people around it. Like Raw is like bright lights, big city feel. That's and, true. And this is more of an old school kind of smoky like they 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 did that on i'm trying to think of what they would used to do that on wcw saturday night because the arena wasn't huge and maybe sometimes they wouldn't have a full house so they would darken it to make it look like it was bigger than it was and that it was fuller than it was not saying that nxt doesn't sell out every time because they do but you know that's probably why they do it yeah, I mean, it's like at the same time, it's just like I'm not used to seeing that. And there's just something about it that doesn't really it like kind of cheapens it for me. OK, I don't know. I don't know why. Right. There's just something about NXT where I'm just like, honestly, I was like, this is not like, you know, it's like to me, I'm co- completely consciously aware that it's still the WWE. Yeah, because if it was if it was an indie thing, then I'd be like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. But then I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're not fooling me. What are you trying to hide? But still, and like now that I'm consciously aware of what it is, I think I'll be able to look past it. But for the longest time, I was like, what is it? Other than the theme music is god awful. <laughs> and I would be curious to go back and look at takeovers and see if they dim the lights there, too. Because off the top of my head, I cannot remember if that's something they do. Listeners, let us know if you noticed. So, I mean, that could just be that could just be the feel of NXT is that old school kind of feel. But let's talk about uh, this opening tag match uh, between Heavy Machinery and the Mighty. Uh, I, this is my first time seeing the Mighty as heels. 
Uh, we haven't been watching NXT, or we hadn't been, so what, how long have they been heels? I assume we got a little backstory that they had attacked Tucker Knight. Um, That's a terrible name. Yeah, and I think I spelled it wrong, too. I think that's how it's spelled. Anyway, I we got some backstory that it was a mystery team that had attacked Tucker Knight, and then it turned out to be TM61, and now they are just going by the Mighty. What okay, do you think? What do you think so about this? I'm down. Now that they don't have a confusing name, I can see myself having hard eyes for them, mostly because I know one of them is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I think both of them are really funny, but one of them has had really funny shit with Chris Brooks on Twitter. <laughs> And another one has done stuff with Nixon Newell and Dakota Kai, just like funny dorky videos. But they changed their name from one really long emo punk band name to something too confusing to a shorter emo punk band name. And here we are now. Yeah, here we are so, now. Do you remember on Yakety Cast where you talked about how there was like one name that sounded like a, a band that would be a Warp Tour? Oh, Jesus. The uh, Mighty would be at Warp Tour. The Mighty would be at Warp Tour. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I... I think their gear's a little too meh now. Well, they're Australian. Why don't they have those weird little like r- like cut up shorts that Buddy Murphy has? <laughs> I don't know. I, That's I, an Australian thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not into the gear, but that could just be me. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine yeah. with them in general. I really like them. I've liked them for a while. Um, but it's nice to see them get a little change up. And who knows? Maybe this will be uh, this will be their big break even though they kind of had a break but then one of them got hurt anyway who said the line and i thought i had misheard it but i didn't feel like rewinding no, you didn't it miss, you did not mishear it i think his is, is percy on it it is percy is what a fucking idiot he said he said uh, in reference to the mighty they realize nice guys don't finish last which is not the phrase uh and I can't believe they just kept it in. They're like, ah, forget I, it. I can't believe I I can't believe Corey didn't come out of nowhere and just like yeah. run over him. Oh my god, that would have been amazing if because he just it was interrupts. So obviously wrong. Like I didn't even need to to question myself. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like yeah, it was uh. It, it wasn't a couldn't care less situation. It was like a that blatantly makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, let me tell you guys, uh, Tucker Knight has a great hot tag. It reminds me of, do you remember when it was a while back we were talking about, oh, primetime players and how great of a hot tag Titus O'Neil had where he would just come in and beat the shit out of everyone and just throw them around. Did you say that Jason Jordan had a great hot tag? Jason Jordan had a great hot tag. What the fuck happened to him? I don't even care. He got he's hurt and then I feel like I read something where he's not he's nowhere close to coming back which is just kind of sad honestly. He comes back with a different dad. Oh my god. He should when he comes back he just needs they need to team him up with they need to bring back American Alpha. Just stop stop with this nonsense. Dude, I don't even know. Uh double arm overhead belly to belly suplex. It was like I was back in ECW. More on that later. That was great. I loved it. And then I love that the Street Profits just come out. I love the Street Profits. They're great. I really like them a lot. I think they need they're to be on. They're just a giant ball of charisma, and you could tell they're having fun. It just it, it just reminds me of the New Day all over again. Yeah. So And it's just like, I don't know. I really like them. I think it's a funny name, too. <laughs> Street Profits? Yes. 
Uh, I am not sold. Uh, Heavy Machinery gets the win with the, uh, the via the compactor. I am not sold on that move as a finish yet. Mm. And I don't know if I will be, but I just said yet because, I mean, it could change. But I I don't know. What do you think? It's just one big guy jumping on another big guy, and then they fall over onto their opponent. As if to say, we are big. Watch us be doubly big. Yeah. Nothing's as bad as fucking uh, choke slam or a zigzag. I mean, I would even take I would take a choke slam into you know what I I was thinking. How come nobody uses the choke breaker as a finish? I don't know, but I feel like a choke slam shouldn't be a finish. It should be a opening to a finish. Opening to a finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it it should be like like a lead in to a finish. Like it shouldn't actually be a finish. I just can't believe nobody's using the choke breaker as a finish. Well, John, is it too late for you to be a wrestler? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Let's see. We had Mustache Mountain taking on two locals. And, uh, you know, they dispose of them. Trent Seven has a mic, which is always great. Um, I am pretty sure that one of those locos was Hobo, who was tag partners with Jervis. Really? Hollywood wrestling for a while. They were known as the Friendship Express. Oh, I remember I like them. Like 99.9% certain that one of them was Hobo. The one that looked most like a Hobo. Oh, yeah, it could have been. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him right now. Maybe it probably was. Well, hmm. there you go. Interesting thing I noticed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Trent Seven has a mic and he basically says we're going to take on we're we're, we're going to get our rematch for the tag titles at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Which is fine. Yeah, you know, whatever. And Tyler Bates um, has some stuff too. Um, Seven is the undisputed king of dad bod. He yes. even has his trunks pulled up like really high past his belly button. It's great. It's good, but it's I always forget stuff. that Tyler Bates is from the Midlands. Like he opens his mouth, but I'm like, wait, that's not the Queen's English. I've been duped again. <laughs> like I expect him to have the same accent as like Jack Gallagher. Yeah, man. And then he... he opens his mouth, and it's like trash Pete Dunn accent. Yeah, he doesn't. Like, uh... He doesn't. He does talk not. A lot. He doesn't sound. He don't speak the Queen's English. So. No, no, he does not. Uh, next up, we had uh, the top one percent. EC three. All hail. All hail EC three taking on Kona Reeves. And his entrance poses everything. It's the best. It like he mouths his own lyrics. I fucking love it. He just turns around and you look like it just wants to zoom in on his face. Yeah, it's just like something like he just he gets it. Oh yeah, like he gets performance on every fucking level. It's good shit. Oh, I love him. He's great. You got to read this next note because I just read it and I went, "Oh my god." Okay, so they get into they get into the ring, and it's Kona Reeves who comes out looking like he's trying to be like Ric Flair. Well, yeah, mixed with like mixed with like Naito or something, <laughs> like. It's, but I'm not one to notice this type of shit, but fix your dick, dude. Your weird little hog is showing. My like, God. Like, his little trunks, like, didn't fit him right. And so it was, like, super weird. Like, they didn't fit in general. Like, it was all falling down in the back, which I can relate to because I have a white girl's ass, too. And then his <laughs> knee pads weren't even pulled up all the way. Man, you're a fucking mess. Get it together. There's a lot going on, and I can't remember who said it, but I think it was, uh, I think it was Nigel. He compared Kona Reeves to Barry Windham, and my God, I don't agree with that at all. Besides <laughs> being a tall, lengthy person, he does not. He's probably was not even. 
his face when he said that was not somebody like, dedication. Somebody else. To, I mean, I could be proven wrong, but I don't see that shit at all. I Kona Reeves is boring as hell, and I'm serious. Like, fix your trunks. Like everything yeah. about him was a fucking mess. And to me, he comes out, and I'm just like, okay. He is the Ipecac of eye rolls. Like, I physically cannot hold back rolling my eyes when I look at that man. (laughs) That is an amazing uh, comparison. That is some good stuff. I mean, I don't roll my eyes, but I mean, for you, yeah, I guess. He is just a fucking mess. Like, uh, it's like a gimmick that's not fully put together, but then it's like, what are you supposed to be? He He just looks like a novelty, like like Hawaiian villain in a Disney channel movie <laughs> before. Like there's just something like, yeah. like, all right. All right. Well, half, I, I, I can't, I can't a little more than halfway through the match. Uh, Velveteen dream shows up and he cuts a promo on EC three. And then he, he, he ba- came out. Yeah. He said, he, he basically says he goes to leave and he goes, Oh, and then he snaps his fingers and the lights come back on. Velveteen Dream is the greatest dressed, thing ever. Right. He came out dressed like Miss J from America's Next Top Model. I don't understand you. I don't I don't expect you to understand that reference. Someone will. Somebody somebody definitely will. And also, it's a very commonly used gif of um, Miss J. So, who's a guy? But he came out looking just like fucking Miss J. It was <laughs> ridiculous. I will send you a text and you won't be able to deny it. It'll just like him. It's so ridiculous. I lo- yes oh I know I know this person. Do you know which gif I'm talking about? I do not know which gif you're talking about, but I do know this person, so I can't confirm that you're a hundred percent right. <laughs> Is it the shocked one? Yes. Oh yeah 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 definitely one hundred percent. Completely. I feel like he channels so many different people, but they're also spot on. Yeah. Like, what did I what did I call him? I said he was uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character in the movie Ghost. <laughs> it was like mixed in with obviously Miss J and then like something else that I can't recall but he's just uh it's brilliant because it's it's not that he can't make a, everything works everything melds together perfectly and it, there's not an inconsistent moment with him ever it's great it's good uh, stuff very excited to see and also he's young. magic yes he is magic definitely uh EC3 gets the win thank the lord uh, we then had one Candice LeRae taking on uh, Shayna Baszler in a match. Um, she came out and I noticed a ring comp shirt in the front row and I was happy. There you go. There was a moment here where uh, it looked like Candice was going to be picking up some steam and she went to go to the top rope and uh, Shayna just pulled her down and that was fucking crazy. And it went like right into her stomach and I choked on my water. <laughs> oh my God. I was like. Fuck, I don't like it when people touch me, like, in my, like, belly area. I have, like, a super sensitive belly button area. I think it's because when I was a kid, I had, like, I had, like, a, a surgery, like, and it's, I, I get really squeamish. And so she landed, like, right on her, on her belly, like, on the rope. And I was like, Bleh! like, I wanted to, like, it was so bad. That happens to but, me when, does that happen to you, like, when you watch people fall and they fall on a certain spot and you get, like, symptoms? sympathy pain like immediately only, only in the belly area ah like only but it has to be like upper belly is okay but if it's in like the 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 belly button area i i get like nauseous yeah like i i can't do it it's bad but 
Shayna, though, this match, like, it just reminded me, and I had already known this, and I know I've said this before. She has learned so much, so fast. She did, like, her tour and her work on the indies, and honestly, like, fucking good for her. Like, I think she did it the right way. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like, she did it the right way. I mean, like, she was going all over the place taking gigs. Like, no matter fucking where it was, she would take the gig. And it's, like, fucking good for you. Because you can tell when she does that that she legitimately really respects and loves what she does. Yes. When she wants to start at the bottom to get to the top. She doesn't She doesn't want to take leaps and bounds to get there. You know what I mean? She doesn't skip steps. Yeah. She started at the bottom. Now she's, Albeit accelerated now she's to get to the top, but she still started at the bottom, which is great. Uh, she ends up winning, obviously. Then she takes it too far and Kyrie comes out and she wants to fight or something. I don't know. Uh, we then had a parking lot conversation between Mustache Mountain and the War Raiders. It was a skirmish of sorts. It was a skirmish of sorts, for sure. Why, why, bro, Hanson, why were you yelling? The camera was right there. He's he just, was talking so loud. He's very intense. And I would know loud talking because I am a loud talker. Can confirm. As I totally blow out speakers of people's computers as I'm sitting way too close to this microphone, probably. (laughs) Uh, Great news (laughs) next week. I'm glad we're watching NXT on a weekly basis now because we get to see Keith Lee. Very exciting. My question is, what makes them decide to change some names and not others? Like Mason Newell was a fine name. Like, what the heck? I have and no there's idea. some people where it's like they're so high profile, like Ricochet. You can't fucking change his name back to Rick- Ricochet Man. Ricochet Man. <laughs> Just what it should have been. But there's some people that will keep their names and then Tommy End went to Alistair Black, which I understand because they kind of tweaked his gimmick to be like 10 times more satanic. Yeah. But why would you change Chris Hero's name? And I know he had already been there before, but why would they even change it to begin with? Uh, I because that was the when he first got there, that was the era of them changing everyone's name. So I think when he came back, they're just like, ah, just be. It's everybody a knows. Name. I know, I know. Like that's a, that name fits more for a Hawaiian person like Kona Reeves. Kona Reeves sounds way too much like Keanu Reeves. That might have been the point. Why? I don't know. Ugh. Anyway, our new NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Tommy Entertainment is here. We need to talk about that kid that was like, idiot, at him from the front row. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) That kid was great. And also that one lady in the front row was like the biggest mark I've ever fucking seen. Like, wrestling is the realist. Oh, the the grandma? No, not the grandma. There was a girl that was like right in the front that was like, somebody's gonna, somebody's gotta take that title from you. I think she, I think she was, pardon me if this is offensive, I think she was a little bit special. Ah, but she was, like, screaming at him, like, right in the front. And he, like, didn't even pander to her because he knew that she was, like, like, bah! like, wrestling is fucking real to that woman. Yeah, she marks. She was very offended to be in his presence. Marks are great. Marks make the world go round. No, they do not. I know. Um, a shut the hell up chant, which I thought was very funny. There was quite a lot of chants. Uh, he goes and yells at a grandma. It's good stuff. Uh, I wonder if that was Izzy's grandma. She was sitting like two people over from Izzy's dad. I don't know, but man. Izzy's dad wearing an Undisputed Era shirt. Well, I mean, that, you know, what what did we expect? Um, Nothing. I will get to And Izzy was wearing a Bebe shirt, I will say. Was she really? My God. Imagine imagine loving something so boring. 
Dude, her mom was like fucking hamming it up for the camera. Like that family's garbage. <laughs> like her mom is constantly like they have to be where the camera is at all times, and then they have to amp their their expressions up to eleven. So they're constantly seen all the time. So people are like, oh, look at that person's reaction without realizing that's fucking Izzy's mom hamming it up just as you can be noticed on camera. These go to 11. Fucking garbage. Um, so Alistair Black comes out, but Johnny Gargano runs past him. He flew past him. Are you kidding? And we get a great thing where Johnny is just screaming at Tommaso Ciampa. I'm the only reason you're in a, you're NXT champion because of me. I'm the only reason you're champion. And then he turns around and gets laid out by Aleister Black, which is I great. Wonder, I wonder how badass that looked in person because the camera cut was very clever. Yes. I wanted to, I kept rewatching it and going, why can't I tell what that actually looked like? The camera, the camera edit was like perfect for somebody who didn't realize that Tommy end is actually that skilled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, that really made it look like it was real when there was a definite chance it probably was. Uh, that was good stuff. Uh, the you deserve it chant. And that's basically how we uh Yeah, how and we it end. showed the kick and then it zoomed. Like you could see Izzy's mom. And at first I was like, whoa, that person has a funny, oh, it's Izzy's mom. Never mind. I'm going to ignore that. Because <laughs> she was like, for like five minutes after was like, oh my God, oh my God. At the camera, like it was the most ridiculous thing she'd ever seen. Where it's like, bitch, you're there every week. Don't act like it's your first rodeo, because it ain't. <laughs> I don't like them. Um, <laughs> bay bay. <laughs> bay bay. All right, Marianne, let's take a uh, trip down down memory lane here. To one day after my ninth birthday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you put the date on there, dude. I know what I did. <laughs> Uh, let's let's go to uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey. The date home of Joey Janela. Home of Joey Janela. Home of one Bam Bam Bigelow. Rest in peace. Uh, it the date is March twenty first, nineteen ninety nine, and it I is have been nine for a day. It is living dangerously, and we watched Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn for the ECW Television Championship. My God, everything about this was so 90s. Like, the matte font was, like, the closest to Comic Sans MS it could be. <laughs> and then the color scheme, and then suddenly I just want to play with Gak and a Sky Dancer right now. Like, I had literally Gak. just turned nine, so there's actually a high possibility that I had received both of those things for my birthday. <laughs> but that was a great year. It was the year we were gifted with The Matrix. Yes. And Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Ten Things I Hate About You, Andre Green Mile. Goodness. But most importantly... The album Millennium by the greatest boy band of all time, the Backstreet Boys. Oh, wow. What a great year. And a Excellent good year, year for wrestling as well. Kind what of. What a great year to turn nine years old, John. I, I don't know how so. old you were, but I was nine. I was... Oh, my God. How old was I? Don't go into this. I was making it in that tone on purpose. John is old. <laughs> oh, I was 16. It's not that bad, I guess. Still older than me. Uh, let's see here. So... RVD at this point had been uh, champion for almost a year. Uh, he was champion for a total of 700 days. And the thing that, besides, you know, being champion for 700 days, which is an accomplishment in its own right, he had 121 successful title defenses, which is insane, uh, until he was stripped of it due to injury. I believe he broke his leg. You know how many, how many title defenses fucking Cedric Alexander has had? 
Not nearly that many because he's the Brock Lesnar of 205. <laughs> Probably like two. I wonder who has had the most title defenses of all time. That's got to be it because every match he had that was a singles match was a title defense. Goodness. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did the TV title right where every TV taping they had, it was defended. So anyway, uh, this fake WWE network music is fucking garbage and I hate it. <laughs> it's very annoying. I have to hand it to RVD. He hasn't changed at all. I mean, I'd, like, I'd say... At if... all, he looks exactly the same. He wears his hair exactly the same. <laughs> he wears the same fucking airbrushed graffiti, like, <laughs> singlet. Good stuff. He's, he's a good, good for him. He doesn't change for no man. No, he does not. Um, I got a couple of questions, and uh, I'll just go right off the top. What, how do you feel about... Uh, Joey Styles or just a single person booth calling the action. It's easy to ignore. Oh, okay. It's it's easy to not to be paying more attention to the match than it is to be listening to somebody. It's easier to tune out than if you have more than one person talking. Okay, you know so it's I a mean? good so it's a good thing then. Yeah, because to me it would be like sitting in a room with somebody who's trying to talk to me while I'm watching TV. Right. Okay. Which is very easy for me to ignore. But if there's more than one person, you can't really ignore that. Right. So I barely heard anything he said. Okay. Well, the, I, I mean, I I think that's a compliment. I think. Is, is it a it? compliment? I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I, I kind of took it as you were saying it's easier to ignore him and pay attention to the actual match. Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. But then, hmm. It's like I can't help but but it, it's almost I don't know like if it, was it out can't... of habit, but I completely tuned him out. Huh. Well, that's fine. Uh, also, because he's not Corey Graves. Very, very true. Uh, I personally love Joey uh, Joey Styles by himself. Um, yeah, I always thought it was really good. I mean, I enjoyed it when Cyrus came in. We'll get like, to Styles. Styles, the most common wrestling last name of all time. <laughs> we'll get to maybe... Styles is the Smith of wrestling. Goodness. Maybe we'll get to some uh, two-man ECW booth when we come back around later. Uh, what do you think? Uh, and I actually, I think you have, uh, what the fuck is that whistling? So I guess my next question is, what did you think of the manager of champions, uh, one Bill Alfonso? It makes me mad even more that that Lucha House Party isn't using Vuvuzelas. <laughs> <laughs> but I identify, like, Bill Alfonso like jumping up and down like with excitement kind of thing and and blowing into the whistle was like good god is that me when i'm watching chuck taylor it i mean it could be honestly <laughs> you just made the list it could be <laughs> that i am that irritating uh i mean all right he let's looked, see he he looked like just a ring technician oh like a guy that put up the ring yeah, he, he looked like a ring technician or somebody that you would hire out on a golf course to drive the golf cart. He was um, also, at one point, a WWE referee before he came to ECW. That makes sense. Just throwing that throwing that in there. If you watch some really old WWF, you'll be like, is that Bill Alfonso? And yes, yes, it is. How strange. Uh, let's see. What else, question-wise, do... Eh, this is fine. I don't... I'm sure you throughout this we'll see we'll see let's see oh, we had some guardrail nonsense as usual Fucking hell! that springboard into a flippy boy crossbody over the guardrail yeah that that what shit was fuck? nuts and then there was the axe kick 
on the apron when he jumped off the guardrail into an axe kick. Oh yeah. They're there these two, um, and I said it on Twitter, I don't know if I put it in my notes. They were so in sync with one another. It was just Jerry Lynn is just This was Jerry Lynn's coming out party when he had a feud with with R V D just because he they he is man. just well Jerry Lynn Again, this is the second time I'm going to be mentioning best friends. Jerry Lynn, you're not allowed to say a bad thing about Jerry Lynn on that show. <laughs> the only person that had anything even remotely negative to say about Jerry Lynn was Roderick Strong. And we already know how Chuck Taylor feels about Roderick Strong. <laughs> <laughs> he, they both were like, wait, is that something negative about Jerry Lynn? Get the fuck out of this hotel room. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Lynn is, is great. I've also heard he's just he's just a very cool dude. He's just really fucking nice is yeah. everything that I've heard. Um, but um, I, I will say later that when you mentioned a pile driver, all I saw was the graphics from Best Friends where they'll talk about a Jerry Lynn pile driver or they'll mention a pile driver and then they'll just show a shitty graphic of Jerry Lynn doing a pile driver on <laughs> a little flame explosion. <laughs> and it just comes into the middle of the screen and then flies away. And it's done That's like really great. shitty on purpose. And it's so funny. That's great. And it makes like a little blow up noise uh we had a um there was a great little segment here where they brought up the chair into play at first and we kind of got away from it and got back to some wrestling i think we teased a couple of times people getting uh falling on it or getting hit with it but uh <laughs> rvd putting jerry lynn into a surfboard and then launching him up into the air and moving out of the way and and Jerry Lynn landing on the chair is just a sampling of how creative these two were. It's it's insane, and I'll 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 bring it up like in a couple more notes. But the what you the ducking leg sweep. Oh my goodness that that shit is I amazing. Yeah, the he ducked the leg sweep and RVD hit him or oh yeah he, he hit, hit RVD, RVD with, with famouser yes and. Ugh. It was so smooth and beautiful, and Jerry Lynn is an angel. Yeah, it was. Um, it was I, some good yeah. stuff. I love this whole thing so much because there is something truly chaotic and unpredictable about it. Like there isn't really a build up to a big move that makes it predictable. No, do you know I what agree. I mean? Where yeah, like, you're I watching the WWE now, and you're like, "Oh no, is he going to do it for like 30 seconds?" But this yeah. one, it's like it just happened. It's or if they do do a build up to it they're doing such a good job with the flow of the match that you don't even notice yeah like it was it was just the chemistry like you'd said is like they worked so fucking well together and it was just very like graceful yes and i actually think chaotic way this might have been their first pay-per-view match i think i actually would have rather watched there was one a little further down the line that i think i liked a little bit more but this one was i mean it was just fine uh the fans here uh, hanging on every shot. It was just great. It was good stuff. They got a reaction for almost everything they wanted to. It was good. Um, and I always, I always like seeing a great rolling thunder. I hadn't seen one in a while, and I don't know why people don't seem to use it now. Because it, it looks like a somersault. Yeah, but it's do, still... Like you do as a kid when you were being uncharacteristically hyper. Yeah, but like, it's still effective. And then you overdo the somersault and add more shit on the end. That's what Rolling Thunder is. It's still effective. It's like you you had like six pixie sticks and it just hit you. <laughs> so um, here's something we don't see a lot now, Marianne, is a time limit draw. 
Good God. So we have the bell is rung. I think they had gone. Tw- it's a twenty minute time limit. I can't remember. Hey, remember time limits, man? When you could. I was uh, nine. Yeah, I know. When you could further a storyline <laughs> by having no one win, and uh, dra- man, what a what a good time. Those were the days. Uh, Jerry Lynn is being awarded the belt due to the referee's decision, which is crazy. And Jerry Lynn, he don't want it that way. What an accidental reference you just made. I know, right? Or purposeful. I want it that way. You never know. You never know with me. Greatest pop song came out that year. Uh, Jerry Lynn says he wants five more minutes. The crowd says they want five more minutes, and we get five more minutes. And goodness gracious, what a pile driver we see in this overtime. I saw the explosion graphic. Did you? <laughs> I did not, no. Um, <laughs> we got the Van Daminator and then a five-star frog splash, and we were on our way to, what is it, 700 more days of this or a little, you know, RVD wins and retains, and we get a we're gonna get a rematch at the How next. How much weed did he smoke after that match? Probably all of it. He probably secretly smoked it while we weren't watching. Honestly, he probably yeah. Goodness, probably hid behind the chair and just like took a bong hit. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, Marion, what do you think of the match overall? I love it. I understand completely why so many people love Jerry Lynn. Oh yeah. Um, it's interesting to go back to see like this long ago to watch Rob Van Dam and then having seen Rob Van Dam now. Yeah. And how, like I said, he don't change for no man. No, he does not. He also looks exactly the same. Is it the weed? Probably. Maybe. So next time around, we're going to be watching a classic WWF match. I think we might go way back. I'll take some suggestions from some people. Uh, I appreciated the suggestions this week. I think, I think Richard suggested this one. He was just like, hell, any of the RVD Jerry Lynn matches. And I went, yeah, you're goddamn right. Uh, so that's what we went with. And, man, I th- I don't know what we're going to do. I had an idea pop into my head. We'll see if it if I want to do it. But we might watch a, an old tag team match from the 80s. Before I was alive. Before Marianne was alive. We're just going back in time. Dude. Let's uh let's go over some news here before we back go. Back to the future. Yeah, basically we'll be back to the future. Let's go over some some notes here or some news. Uh, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch some some notes around here. Let's talk about how Dad Kane is now Mayor Dad Kane. <laughs> He's all grown up. He's moving the kids into a bigger house. Hopefully they'll all get along now because they have more room to move around. He is a he is a mayor. They don't move into a giant big house like the president does. Yeah, they do. Mayors move have a mayor house. Uh, not true. That's not that not true. You mean the city hall? Yeah, they move in the city hall. No, they do not. Yeah, I know that's not where they move. Okay, I was gonna say because the mayor of Morgan Hill lives in in a condo in one of the homeowners association that the homeowners associations that my job manages. I know this because he called me once asking for help with his downspout, and I got to help the mayor. So next time anybody thinks I'm useless, the mayor asked me for help. Well, I felt like a Powerpuff Girl. Gracie Mansion is the official residence of the mayor. Of the city of New York. So that's where you move when you become mayor. So that must have been what I was thinking of. And it is, it is, uh, it's something to behold, Marianne. I just assume he moved into one of these. 
That's what I'm going to assume. Anyway. He paints every room black. <laughs> and every room is on fire. <laughs> but it's it's still livable for some reason. He has, like, the, the fire graphics where all the lights are on the ground, and then there's, like, light claws on the bottom for every time somebody walks into his office and everything is just on fire. And every, uh... <laughs> office is in a boiler room (laughs) but every room is also playing a different version of his theme song (laughs) this is good i i sincerely hope this this happens uh we have more may young classic talents confirmed this these couple i am very excited about i'm very very excited for the May Young Classic. Uh, we have Madison Rain. Are you going to watch it this time, though? Yes, I will watch it this time. Uh, Madison Rain, who is going by Ashley Rain. She is a former Knockouts champion. Uh, very heavy mainstay in uh, Impact Wrestling. Excited to see her in this. Uh, kind of shocked, too. But, yeah, you know, Impact is kind of like, from what I've heard now, it's like, hey, I want to go work for WWE. They're like, all right, have fun. Like, they don't really... They're not going to be like, no, fuck you. Yeah. So, I mean, their they new like attitude is... They to wherever the fuck they want. Yeah, their new uh, their new attitude is, is really great. I really like their outlook. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know how to say... I, I assume it's Zaya Brookside. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Who is Robbie Brookside's daughter. We also have Priscilla Kelly, who I've seen a couple of matches from. She's pretty good. Very into. She has a very. Uh, I'm sure she, she's heard this many times. She has a very page look to her. Uh oh. Um, but she's great. She's very good. And then for me, and I know for Dan, uh, Vanessa fucking Craven has been announced. Uh, this is very exciting news. I hope she does very well. She should have been in the tournament last time, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited to see her. Um, I think. 26 or 28 of the 32 have been announced. So we have a 32 confirmed, which is awesome. Is good stuff. Um, and very sad weekend for the wrestling community, Marianne. Indeed. We had three deaths. Um, Brickhouse Brown, who I am not very familiar with, but I know uh, Mick Foley said he helped him out when nobody else basically would, and he believed in him, so that's good enough for me. Everyone believes in Santa at one point when they're kids. Very true. We had one Nikolai Volkov uh, mainstay of the WWF in the 80s and maybe even earlier than that. Um, and then Brian Christopher, which is just uh, very, very sad. Um, just a very sad day for wrestling. Um, all on the same goddamn day yeah it was very uh somebody said i took a nap for 20 minutes what the fuck happened and it's just like jesus welcome to my life man just very um, uh very sad day in the background i'm sorry hmm oh is it raining the phone is ringing oh. the phone is ringing in the background in my room no one can hear it oh perfect but um yeah very sad 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 day i watched some of uh two cool dancing around and it was a lot of fun uh too cool was great brian christopher uh or grandmaster sexy if you will a lot of a great name a lot of fun uh great part of the attitude era um yeah so just just super sad let's um let's switch gears and get take some questions shall we we got a we got a couple of questions 
And uh, the first question is from one Nick Wester. I've heard He's of him. He's got a lot to live up to. He's had some great questions. Oh, and nothing is as good as that question. That question was the best question ever. You're not even going to like You probably will hate the back end of this. And you'll probably at reply him soon. Uh, he said, what is the pettiest reason you've got for not liking a wrestler? His example, are you ready? I can't stand Bobby Fish. You just made the list! Because of his dumb tights that look like he was attacked by Heathcliff. <laughs> Goodness. That's a heavy shot. Heathcliff. I am the cat who lived in a dumpster. (laughs) Not a dumpster. I can't remember where he lived. My everything about me when it comes to watching wrestling is petty. That's a ridiculously overwhelming question for me because I feel like me being petty is kind of what is part of this podcast. Like that's my gimmick is pettiness. Fair enough but you don't have mostly my thing is i don't like someone because they look stupid usually but you don't have an overall like i don't like that person because of this um the most petty the most petty one what was the one i used to get on you about that was just like i don't fucking understand why you don't like him it was big breakfast but i was just giving you shit there had to have been somebody else i fucking hate him um well constable big breakfast (laughs) Um, no, it was, I don't think it was him. It was somebody else where I was just like, I don't like that person. And I just could not like get past it. Oh God. I feel like we've mentioned it in a past episode, but I don't know if anybody would remember. It's going to bother me now. Oh, well, I know, I, th- I, I know there's one person where I'm just like, I don't care. Like I literally, I legitimately do not. Well, Hideo Tommy. Yeah. I, I mean, uh... I give no shits about that man. All right. I mean, that's that's fair. I don't know if that's a petty reason. And I, I don't even I don't even have a reason to not like him. It's just he's boring. So that's like that's it. But if you're looking for petty as in like, I don't like that person because they wear this color or because they do this and this and this. I know there is one, but I can't remember who it is, which is upsetting. I will. Um, I mean, this I don't know if I really have a petty reason, but I will say I want to give I want to give some shout outs to like I got to find this conversation because. Holy shit, I lost my mind. I just started I started having this conversation on Twitter with I believe it was Jose and I can't remember his his full name, but he basically tweeted one night, "Can we please talk why is no one talking about how terrible a wrestler Natalia is?" Oh my god. It was amazing. He just went absolutely fucking crazy on her. It was good and I chimed in every once in a while but it was it was good stuff i feel like it was a female wrestler that i just hated for like and like couldn't give you a reason why i couldn't stand them i mean fair that's fair i can't find it where is it oh Uh, here it is it's jose lothario l-o-t-h-a-r-i-o uh man we don't talk about how fucking awful natalia is she's been in the wwe for like 87 years and is still terrible <laughs> good shit dude i i feel like it was alexa bliss you just Somebody made the list 
I mean, uh, I never really got, I mean, I never really got your unadulterated hate for Alexa Bliss, but that's fine. She reminds me of every girl that was cruel to me in school, and I think that's the point. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I think that is the point. All right, let's... I was uh, bullied horrifically. Let's move on. J. Tyler Brown asks, which WWE superstar do you think would gain the most by going to the indies? And then the vice versa of that, which one, or not, that isn't vice versa. Which one do you think would gain the least, Miriam? Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you right now, the one that would gain the least is uh, is Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, for sure. He is the one that would gain the least, but that's because he's too big for the Indies. He's such a superstar. He defeated the Undertaker. He did. He defeated the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Thank you, Marianne. He's also the big Bill dog, and this is his yard. You. He can't leave his yard, Marianne. He has to stay the in it. The big dog put the big dog company out of business. Good. <laughs> Those shirts were fucking terrible. They had a store in the Great Mall that was just the big they dog had a store. store. In Gilroy Outlets. Yeah, it was like, why is this an entire fucking store? Based on just one picture. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um, I... Hmm. I feel like all the people that would gain from being in the WWE are already on their way there. You know Which what I mean? Because w- otherwise I would have I would have said somebody like an indie person gaining going to the WWE. I feel like I would have would have said Ricochet. Oh no no no. It's the it's the other it, it's a WWE superstar gaining the most by going to the indies. <sighs> Not uh a indie superstar well, going the to the WWE. Part of that it was who would gain the least by going to the indies uh, and i said roman reigns oh yeah roman reigns for sure um i feel like i mean you could just take the easy way and say daniel bryan no because he was i, I want to take somebody who wasn't already big on the indies to begin with who would gain the most by going to the indies this is a this is actually a harder question than i i originally thought it would be it is it is because you don't you can't really predict people's reactions yeah to somebody doing it because part of me wants to say like elias maybe Okay. He can't be doing the gimmick he does forever, but I feel like he's a good enough wrestler to where he could really kind of hone his craft if he went to the indies. That's, I don't want that to be my final answer. That's a very good answer, though. You think so? I do, yeah. Like, I feel, I feel honestly, like Mojo would do really well on the indies. Okay. Uh, but I'm my boy. Indeed. But he has so many other things going for him that I don't know if he would he would dedicate it full time. Right, because he's such a busy person, and he has so many other things that he could be doing that I don't know if he would balance it as like because indie wrestling is more like you can't really make a living doing it. It's more like a a hobby that takes up seventy five percent of your time that you get paid for. All right, you know what I mean. You can't yeah. like really make a living on it unless you're like like I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's not it's not <laughs> a it's not a a, a well paying. You have to usually have more than one job. Right. Like it's, I, I feel like Mojo would have a ton of fun on the indies. I feel like it would be like he would have so much fun doing it. Yeah. And I feel like it would give him a lot more respect. You know, on the indies because people would be be in like exposed to him more. And I think that people that dislike him haven't been exposed to him enough on different layers. Like other than just his ridiculous like I'm a I'm a golden retriever trapped in a human's body like gimmick. I'm gonna like, say. This is who I'm going to say. 
I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler gains the most by going on the indies. Fuck no. Yes. Because he'll still he'll still be the poor he'll still be the worst Nemeth. I mean, true, but I think he he will have look more. Look at Ryan fr- Nemeth gained a shit ton being on the indies. Very true, but I think uh, I think uh, Dolph would do well on the indies. I think that's that's a good, and he would be more free to do what he wants, even though he has a pretty cush position right now. I feel. I, I mean, and if you, if you look at it, there's some people that went back that went on to the indies after being in the WWE that at the time you wouldn't really think you you wouldn't really be able to like drew mcintyre yes did you see that coming no exactly no he was amazing later no i don't think so um i honestly can't really think of uh i you know i feel like the revival would be amazing on the indies i feel like they would be really good on the indies too now that i think about it also i would not mind being up close in person with dash wilder unlock phone Unlock phone. It's too late. He made the list. Um, you just game. made the list. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Whatever. Um, who else? I mean, I that's like, that's good. I, I think. I feel like Chad Gable would do well on the indies. Oh, definitely. Yes, he would for sure. And I know that that's something that he's so good at that he would stick with it. I feel like he would totally flourish on the indies. I think that's um, a excellent. Because he would answer. definitely have somewhere to go cushiony because him and quack and because quack and bush is so impressed with him yeah he would have so, he would have many a booking for sure exactly yeah all right let's see what do we got here uh calvin asks should impact try to run a joint super show with roh and new japan uh do you think it would benefit all three companies now at first when i read this i went no <laughs> that was my immediate answer and then my my second answer was, well, hold on a minute. I would only be fine with this if every match was a three-way dance and it was basically like the Super Bowl of wrestling. <laughs> like every there was a representative, no matter what kind of match it was, if it's a tag team match, it's a three-way dance between three different tag teams from each, representing each thing. I think that would be a lot of fun. And then you obviously your main event is your world champion from every every I, I think if they did like a clash of the champions, but obviously didn't call it clash of the champions. I think that would be cool. Um, I think it would be fun if they did it right. And I feel like if if they did it right and I feel like all three of these companies kind of sort of have working deals a little bit. I feel like there's just so much, there's so many differences between all three of them mm-hmm. that it would take a lot of work just to put it together to make it cohesive. And also it would be overwhelming as hell. Too many like, cooks. Bola is overwhelming as shit. That's yeah. so much wrestling. Could you imagine three different promotions? Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, fe- be... I feel like some somewhere, some somehow, there has been like three separate entities that have you don't want it to be like that one wrestlemania that was six hours long yeah very true i'm sure uh, i'm sure if it was done right it would benefit all three companies there but it would take a lot of preparation um let's see calvin asks this is the last question what is the primary difference to you from bell to bell in a wwe application for match versus a new japan application for match so basically what is what is the primary difference bell to bell action wise 
What is what what for you is the primary difference between a WWE match and a New Japan pro wrestling match? Like what's I don't watch enough Japan to be able to answer that question. Okay, so style-wise is there's a lot of um chop battles in New Japan. I feel like there's a lot not, of stuff like I that. Know. Yes. Like chop battles and forearm battles. There's a lot of that that stuff. Um besides that I feel like there's a lot more more campy shenanigans in New Japan. I mean, lately there have been. I'm watching this G1, and every time there's a Tomatonga match, I'm like, I don't even want to watch it just because it's just going to be interference And I know that's the point, but it's just kind of like... That's like watching a Chuck Taylor match where he's wrestling someone that's handsome. Like, you know he's going to kiss him at one point. Yeah, basically. Like, bro has a huge crush on Sonata. <laughs> Who doesn't? I don't know. I don't... <laughs> No, but I mean, I, I, I assume that those would be the primary differences for me, at least, and not assume because that I just said they were. So that's that's going to be that. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, you can do you got anything else? No. Do you want to switch on and off for our little pluggies? Yeah. How do you want to do this? You go first. I'll do second and you just kind of split them are while we... we are talking our plan. We are letting everyone know our moves. You guys, man, this is uh, this is drop down. Watch, watch the uh, drop down. Watch the elbow. It's magic. It's magic. You're doing some Velveteen Dream magic on me right now. How do you want it? You want you want to just read line line by line? Actually, this should just be one line. Okay, that works. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna. I'll go first. So you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsault, and you can follow John on Twitter at JP Thrice. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and rate and review us as well. Shout out to Finally North, a band that's probably not a band. In fact, I'm <laughs> fairly certain that they're not. SoundCloud.com slash Finally North or FinallyNorth.com if they're still paying for the website. Uh, they, which I doubt that they are. They probably <laughs> aren't. Uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com, buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts, or just buy uh, an NOTLG shirt. Either one it supports us, and we appreciate it. You can support us as well by going to Patreon and becoming a Patreon, um, and all of our other podcasts on NOTLG Network. Uh, go to patreon.com slash NOTLG. Yes, and uh, huge shout-outs to Chris who I am very excited will also be returning to Bola and we will be will. we will be pals through and through. Uh, shout out to Calvin as well. I think Mike is also still a Patreon. If you guys aren't, that's fine. Just don't tell me because you get shout outs at the end of every show. Yeah, and I mean like Dan could be taking money from us and we'll still talk about it. I would love Dan Dan uh, can take money from me almost anytime. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say any time because then it's like, you said. <laughs> but anyway, uh, join us again next week where we talk about, you know, 205 Live NXT and a classic WWF match. And there's only one thing left to do. So, Marianne, if you will. Ring the bell. I almost burped because I drank a lot of beer. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs> this has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com. Hold on a second. Alexa, stop. (laughs) On a scale of 1 to 10, 
Holy fucking shit. Are you kidding me? I feel like you should shut up because I told you to. What are you? No. Stop giving me surveys in the middle of the day. All right, Alexa, go fuck yourself. Jesus Christ. Alexa reading a fucking novel in the middle of the day. I don't know what the fuck was going on. You know you're going to add that on there, right? I'm just going to... I might just leave it in. No, I'll put it at the end.